0: The Show Show is a podcast about moxie, ambition, and getting what you want at all costs. But for those who struggle with their mental health, some elements may be disturbing. Your discretion is advised. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's Show Show with Sweets and Slaney.
1: Here we go. How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? How, was,
0: um, how was the past week? I feel like it's been longer because we did it last Monday. Oh, yeah, I guess like that's nine true. days ago. We talked about the Emmys. How's my week been? Any Emmy fallout since we've last spoken?
1: Uh, no, but I will say it seems it seems perfectly understood that the Oscars not having a host and it being a relatively good idea mm-hmm. does does not work as a general rule. Right, uh, and certainly that's what I found that we were quite lacking without a host. I mean, I kind of missed the host during the Oscars too, but maybe I'm in the minority. With the Emmys, everybody agreed. Wow, this telecast sucked. Yeah, it, it was a bummer, and I think last year's was worse. I think, yeah, definitely.
0: So you're saying this year's did they get the lowest ratings ever? The lowest ratings ever, ever yeah. once. But that's not that's not attributed to people tuning in and then shutting it off, is it? I think it's more people just not starting. Okay, but place.
1: general disinterest isn't a good thing either. No, definitely not. So I think that's kind of the takeaway is like wow, something needs to be done to shake it up. Mm. Yeah, what could you do? How would you redo uh, the Emmys? I don't know. I make it an online polling system? Maybe maybe uh. yeah. <laughs> maybe loosen it up like the Golden Globes, although I don't know if the Golden Globes does a whole lot better either. No.
0: People are just more drunk, I think.
1: Uh speaking of the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. they did announce I think since our last week's podcast that the Cecil B. DeMille Award is going to what in, is, this, in this coming award season is this so this lifetime is achievement? this is a lifetime achievement in film at the Golden Globes. Last year they did introduce a uh, a television achievement award as well because mm-hmm. like a lot of actors are like great and they've had legendary careers, but more so in television. Sure. I forget who they gave it to. Hmm, super old, kind of old. I feel like it would be like James Gandolfini or something like that, gotcha. but, but it wasn't. I don't remember who it was, but... Um, it wasn't like Seinfeld? No, he- although maybe it was. What's her name? No, she won the Mark Twain Award for comedy. Oh, JLD. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about Cecil B. DeMille, which is achievement in film. Can you guess who's being honored with, with that award this year at the Golden Globes? No, no. That's what, I was at, uh, that's what I was guessing. He's top of mind for me right now.
0: Top of mind for you.
1: Why for you right now? His name is Tom Hanks, and oh, I have right. I have just launched a new blog at Colinsweets.com if you don't mind me plugging. Plug away. My new blog is called Tom Thanks, and it is <laughs> an, it, it's an appreciation blog of all things Tom Hanks, so I'm going to watch every single movie in his filmography. Impressive. So the ones I've seen, I'm going to watch again. The ones I haven't seen, I'm going to finally watch. Even the ones that are not necessarily prestige Tom Hanks vehicles, okay. got to check them off the list and just find something that was contributive about this film.
0: I like it. And, and how
1: did your first one go how was castaway because you just did that one it was a castaway that is actually live now at Colspe.com people can check it out great uh great I mean I I had seen castaway maybe like 15 years ago and similarly to when I watched Titanic earlier this summer for the first time in a really long time mm-hmm. uh I had a more adult and like more troubled experience watching it whoa it's like oh this is like life is really hard and this is really sad whereas like before wow this is a crazy movie right you know i remember seeing it in
0: theaters i think in like grade seven
1: yeah see a 12 year old can't appreciate it's a weird watch for Hmm. 12
0: although i remember walking away thinking like you know that was really kind of epic but you know why
1: because it's in the fiber of your being to know that tom hanks is good maybe that's right and that's why this this blog is a good idea. And maybe I'd
0: heard other things. I watched a lot of E.T. Canada as Mm -hmm. a kid, or Mm -hmm. not even E.T. Canada, just E.T., and I remember them hyping it, being like, this could
1: be the next Forrest Gump kind of thing, which I don't think it was. Well, it wasn't too long after his second Academy Award win. Right. I mean, which, which, was, which Forrest was Forrest Gump. Yeah. Uh, he won two, and then he was quickly nominated for Castaway. Mm-hmm. That was in the year 2001, in the award season of 2001. So early 2001. He has not been nominated for an Academy Award since then. And he'd won in what, 96? 90, uh, yeah, Forrest Gump was, was in 94, 96. And Philadelphia yeah. was like the year before. It was like 93 or right. something. That's something somebody could fact check. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure, if, give me a few more weeks of this blog, and I could probably. Yeah, You could, could probably rhyme it have up. that down pat. Hey, I mentioned Titanic. Uh, we talked about the hilarious uh, James Cameron clam chowder yes. uh, blog that you sent me. I have been reading so much uh, shipwreck content in the last two days. All right. For whatever reason, I just find myself traveling down wormholes. I guess I probably began with the Titanic. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember why exactly, but there's so much interesting stuff. It is endless. About shipwrecks. Shipwrecks in general, yeah. I mean, first of all, like White Star Line is the and anybody who has spent any time with me in the last forty eight hours has already heard this, so they can skip ahead because I just can't stop talking about it. Okay, I haven't. This is White, White Star Line is the the naval company that commissioned Titanic. Okay, it was not their first uh big ship. It wasn't their last big ship. Okay, but it wasn't their first big shipwreck either. 39 years before, they had commissioned this ship called the Atlantic, which at the time was like the biggest, most beautiful ocean liner ever. And it had been traveling back and forth between Liverpool and the UK and New York City a lot. So it wasn't like a, a maiden voyage disaster or anything. right? But uh, on their 19th mission between Liverpool and New York City, uh, they started uh, running out of fuel. And because it turned out that the fuel specialist down below deck was fudging the records to save money. And so, last minute they realize. hang on, we don't have enough fuel to get us to New York. We have to port in like this little unknown harbor we don't recognize. Mm -hmm. And so on their way in, it's a foggy uh, morning, I think it's a morning, it's a foggy morning and they fail to note uh, a lighthouse that is to warn them about all these rocks. They hit the rocks, the ship capsizes, 500 people die. Whoa. The funny thing is that lighthouse is the Sambro lighthouse and there is an ocean liner on the floor of the Halifax Harbor. You don't say. How do we not talk about this? When we, did, we talk about the container ship that dropped 12 Volvos into the Bedford Basin all the time. So this was late 1800s? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Whoa. And that seems to be the
0: same lighthouse that they might have filmed the lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and well, Robert
1: Well, no, Pattinson? That, that was in Yarmouth. I thought it was Samra, No.
0: Uh, okay. In any case, that's, that's insane. Truly we, so insane. Can, there must be
1: divers that go and check that out. Well- definitely and it's probably disintegrated completely like they say that the Titanic's only got another 20 years before it's completely turned to dust and there's nothing left this happened 39 years before Uh and I mean the the ship wasn't even as well constructed as Titanic so it's probably completely gone at this point Um, but that was uh, managed by White Star Line guess what in the 1930s they commissioned a ship called Britannic which was bigger than Titanic and it also sank. <laughs> oh man, they're having a shit run. Much less deadly than Titanic, but it was bigger, and it actually hit a water mine. So I'm not sure it was it was White Star Line's fault. But back they, when
0: PR just didn't exist, that's probably a big part of it. They were the fire festival of ship vessels, <laughs> <laughs> and they're still running. They pretended to
1: be so with it, and they they kind of fucked up a lot. They totally did. There's this harrowing uh, story about this is account of the families of people. Who died in the many wreckages of the of the White Star Line? Uh, basically, did they ever uh, compensate family of the people who died aboard their ships? Only staff, only staff. Okay, Not the people that paid. Just right. The people they were. Paying. If you were rich enough, you might have had travelers' insurance, and then you were covered by someone else somewhere else. Mm-hmm. They covered staff, but that really only included naval members because cooks and entertainers and cleaners were all commissioned from private agencies. Right. And so the famous band, like the quartet that played right. until the ship went down on the Titanic, not only did their families not get insurance payouts, they got billed for the uniforms. By the talent agency. Oh, my
0: God. I'm full of this stuff. I've read so much stuff. So, yeah, that's the most tasteless move ever. So they were straight up villains. Truly villains. Like Now, the the one thing I was waiting for you to say was, and they're running to this very day. (laughs) (laughs) They're They're now defunct. Uh, White correct? Star
1: Line was, yes, they were defunct, I think, in like the 50s. Okay. There still remains one White Star Line ship that's still intact. There's only one. And it's been laid bare and it's sitting up on stilts, I think, in Liverpool. Right. Uh, and it's got like a red hull and like black sides. Gotcha. So it looks like all those ships we've seen in, in, right. in James Cameron movies. And otherwise, I don't know if they exist in any kind of organizational context, but mm-hmm. they don't generally have a reputation for being fuck ups. Like they have this interesting storyline, but like basically everybody who worked in big ocean liner naval industry in those Mm days fucked up all the time. (laughs) I'm
0: waiting for the day that I walk in here and there is a large model of the Titanic built by you and be like, (laughs) oh yeah, you like that? I just put that together. It took me like, Three days. Really? It was all I did. But Gra- Grab yourself a bowl hand. of
1: clam chowder and I'll give you a tour. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So this is the best thing Start of all trip. of it. And I'm sorry if this is boring. No, this is great. This is the best part of all of it. 1898. Okay. 14 years before the sinking of the Titanic. Okay. Seven years, I believe, before Titanic was even first conceived. Mm-hmm. A writer named Morgan Robertson writes a short novel called Futility, The Wreck of the Titan. Yes. Which is a novel about Her Majesty's most beautiful ocean liner, Mm -hmm. bigger and better than all the rest, which sinks after striking an iceberg on the starboard side on an April night, 400 kilometers from Newfoundland, more than half of the people aboard drown or freeze to death because of an insufficient number of lifeboats. Right. And the boat was called the Titan right For, and 14 years before the sinking of the so titanic. look it, it up it's so fucking crazy i
0: actually remember reading that like when the titanic was coming out in theaters and there was a lot of titanic literature going right. around that i remember was the titanic named after the titan no to begin with it wasn't named after that because i was gonna say that's a weird weird move
1: they gave a lot of these boats uh like greek reference titles i mean the olympic was in there as well the olympic was Mm -hmm. another boat Uh, actually i I think the olympic was the boat that could have saved the titanic and just chose not to answer the flare (laughs) uh like i said lots of them messed up all the time yeah Yeah. it's just not a good time to be in in naval special now and the other thing is the name titanic it says i'm the biggest and the best and the most powerful right
0: so you think the other boat might have been saying, they're the biggest, the best, and the most powerful? Let's let them sort it out. Right? Yeah.
1: Right? Anyway, wow. it's, you can do a deep dive forever and ever. I, I don't need to. You've done all the deep <laughs> dives. Oh, you could go further, <laughs> okay. but I'll
0: save it for another day. <laughs> all right. Sounds good. That's an offshoot podcast. After you do the Tom
1: Hanks b- blog, you're going to do like, uh, right. like goat of the boat. Oh, that's a great idea. Who's the most interesting person on the shipwreck? Right. Goat of the boat? Goat of the boat. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so good. I don't even have time to process that. You need to take charge. All right. I'm doing it. Okay. Matt Slaney and Goat with the boat. Go to mattslaney.com for (laughs) goatoftheboat.com. A show show production. Yes. I like it very much. Okay. Well, I'm glad that we had that little offshoot because there's not a whole lot of entertainment news to talk about. There are a couple of big things. Mm -hmm. The meatiest, perhaps... Is the salvation of Sony and Marvel's relationship, right. where it's concerned with? I was gonna text Spider-Man.
0: you just to say, like,
1: how relieved are you? I'm pretty relieved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And now they're kind of cultivating this narrative where Tom Holland actually brokered this this piece, right? That he like set up a bunch of meetings with Feige and the the leader of right of Sony and he was like come on can't we all can't we all just be friends again it was actually the whole thing started in 23 it was
0: basically like a 3's company episode where like tom <laughs> holland was the reason that they all broke up in the first place and he's like
1: oh god no i got to make this right wait i thought you no it was me but it was oh, oh, oh uh, we're all good right <laughs> uh, tune in next time <laughs> Oh, gosh uh, what's his name don uh, don Knotts. don Knotts, yeah. is it don Knotts? you know what that seems like this is a little off topic but that seems like since we're talking about 70s and 80s uh sitcoms it seems like a good enough time to uh pull up a little uh john explains the thing oh perfect my dad who uh made us a little content for this week's podcast excellent for the show show this is john explains the thing I had a couple of comments on last week's show. Tattoo definitely wasn't in the love boat. He was the star of Fantasy Island. And that's a grave mistake if you're a fan of the 70s shows. Next thing you know, you'll be telling us that Danny Bottaducci was the star of the Brady Bunch. Anyway. Jason Ozark, you quickly correct yourself, but you missed the opportunity to tell the Tim Apple reference joke. I'll let that slide. And the song Unbelievable by EMF definitely was a 1991 one-hit wonder. Fun fact, there's Andrew Dice Clay samples throughout the song. Enjoy your show. Oh. <laughs> what a troll. No way. I That's actually so a great fact. It's- oh. He- yes, yeah, Andrew Dice Clay. My yeah. favorite part about that is that it's not like it struck his fancy that he happened to know a lot about EMF and unbelievable from 1991. Like he had to do some research. Yeah, he looked
0: that up. I was going to say not a
1: nineties pop aficionado.
0: I did not for one thing. Second <laughs> thing he was, no, um, I was going to say, like, is he like a low-key EMF head or something? Like, I mean, That's so great. When you were like a baby, he was just like, <laughs> hey, honey, there's this great new band. You should hear the B-side. He's, B like, side. he's it's... like
1: rocking you to, to unbelievable. The B-side is called believable. Right. <laughs> way, no way. You're just believable. It's <laughs> <laughs> hey. it a minor chord? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a lot sadder. It's a Billie <laughs> Eilish song. No,
1: it's believable, nah. unfortunately. Uh, anyway, thanks to my dad. Um, that was great. Yeah, very, very helpful. And no, I think it was my bad about uh, Fantasy Island and and The Love Boat. I kind of forgot that they're two different shows. And to be fair, he he made a fair comparison between The Partridge Family and and The Brady Bunch. They're kind of interchangeable in my 1990s born head. And when he said
0: that, I actually thought, I was like, is he saying that's wrong? That Danny Benaducci wasn't in The Brady Bunch? And then I realized. Yeah, no, he's
1: saying like, oh, next thing you know, you're going to be saying this kind of crap. Case proved. That's true. Yeah. Thanks a whole lot to to dad. Back to, to Sony. So that's, that's all resolved. We're going to get at least one more mm-hmm. Tom Holland Marvel Cinematic Universe Spider-Man movie. And he's also definitely going to appear in future Avengers crossovers. There was initially going to be five Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. Fourth and fifth now remain to be seen. Okay. Let's just take this thing one step at a time, which is wise. Sure. Who knows when mom and dad are going to split up again. <laughs> Well, exactly. That's right. Stay together for the kids. <laughs> that's right. Until Tom Holland Tom, is twenty-five. That's right. Tom Holland is too young to go through this. I think so too. It is kind of too bad. I mean, he's on track to becoming uh, a really big movie star, but without the parentage of the MCU, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, it just kind of has a stink on it. Yeah, it's not his fault. They can still make good movies. I'm not saying that Sony doesn't make good comic book movies. They have. Yeah, but I don't know. I it needs to be up. That's the whole point of making another generation of Spider-Man movies so quickly after Andrew Garfield was to incorporate the MCU. So I'm right. glad we're back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, beyond that, I, well, there was something else. Was Oh, New SNL. Yeah, did you watch the whole thing? I, I watched the the abridged version again, okay. so I might
1: have missed some good stuff. Maybe. Um, it's kind of... It's not top of mind right now. I think I missed the last two or three. I watched a couple of sketches beyond update. I thought the funniest was post-weekend update,
0: The uh, the... The, the coach with the thing that's oh, making yeah. the noise. I thought that was like the clear winner. That, that was really That was the, the like right after weekend update weird one that they
1: threw in. Very good. Did you see the wardrobe malfunction? Yes. That, that was so weird. It was, we've never seen something like that really, have we? So part of the problem is that the sketch itself is confusing. There's uh, like there's like kind of a double timeline to the sketch and it, and they're supposed to be like Trump pundits. They're right. they're discussing like how crazy the administration is. And there's all this flashback to like when they said this is the final straw, right. the last time.
0: And I kind of thought there must be a new showrunner or something that that no one was quite used to what they were trying to go for and it might have been a little too ambitious. A new head writer? No, a show like, you know, the person who like decides I, I guess it is the showrunner. More Michael is, the...
1: is the showrunner. Is he? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Well, in any case, I thought like Seth Meyers was the showrunner at one
1: point. He was point. the head writer, okay. which I think is a lot of clout. Right. But the head writers are are Jost and Che, and I think there might be somebody else in there right. too. Um, so basically what happens is they're they're cutting between, uh, I don't know if, if it's different wigs on 80, but she's like a newswoman in right. the sketch. And she started, it's not like they cut back to her and she's still having her her blazer changed by a costume person, or she's having her makeup touched up. Like she starts reading cue cards, and then this person walks on camera, just walks blatantly and, out and there, and does like a costume change. And Eighty, I think it's got to be the biggest uh, laugh breakout in the last five years since yeah. Stefan, It's got to be the biggest laugh meltdown, and everyone is is laughing. Like she cannot.
0: It takes her a couple tries to get through it.
1: That's right. I remember, it might have been Bill Hader on Howard Stern talking about uh, the entitlement of breaking on SNL. Right. Because famously, Lorne Michaels really doesn't like it, that it was a cliche and it was for cheap laughs on Carol Burnett. They used to break up every week. And after you've been there so long, it's like you have, he talked about when he first started breaking i think it was during the californians and that like vanessa bayer was pretty new when they Mm -hmm. when they introduced the californians and she was always really professional and never broke even though like everyone around her who was more senior on the cast than her is dying she held it together and there's something about seniority allowing you the entitlement to finally break up like you know how this how this machine is oiled and if something goes off the rails fine let's not be too tense about it yeah but in the meantime be serious be a professional right yeah, and, and so we think that 80s at
0: that point where oh, like we've, we haven't really seen, although she does break quite a bit. That's it, true. You not, know? not to this degree. Not to that degree. But in the especially in the um, Kate McKinnon sketches where she's describing being uh, abducted by aliens. Right, but that, that's
1: probably the most. That sketch and Stefan also are good examples of, of where this legend about Lorne Michaels hating corpsing. Mm-hmm kind of doesn't add up because those sketches are designed to make people break up. Like the whole premise of the Kate McKinnon aliens abducted us sketch is to make Ryan Gosling break up. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Or it's funny, I guess when the host does it and really Woody Harrelson, he holds it together better than 80 and Cecily Strong. Yeah. He did a pretty good job. Like Mm -hmm. overall, you know, we're not never going to say it's an A plus episode, but he's like, he was like a journeyman host. You know what I liked? I liked the monologue. Where it like completely takes the it takes this weird dogleg mid monologue where first he's talking about how he's a fashionista now <laughs> yeah and then it becomes a sketch about saying the wrong thing in public right yeah you're right it it lasted quite a while too. yeah but I thought it was pretty good yeah and we got a quick glimpse of the two newbies yeah so both were really good Bowen Yang plays Andrew Yang which yeah. is which is a given mm-hmm. in the in the debate sketch and. Uh, Chloe Feynman played Marianne Williamson, which I I had seen on her Instagram. I knew she could do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she was solid. Yeah. She's kind of like almost um e- eating uh Melissa Via lunch a little bit. I know. I wondered about Melissa. But she's also starting to she's like she tried to drop an A single E P recently and like, it's like, like a
1: totally for serious yeah. music video.
0: And it's very like Avril lavigne esque like.
1: She can sing. I mean, I guess to be able totally. to do those impressions, you got to be a good singer. Yeah. But she's kind of a weird one. She's, I've always, I mean, she's amazingly talented. She's been in some good sketches. Remember the one where she's Donald Glover's girlfriend and they're in bed together? Yeah. She's like, oh, babe, you want me to say that? Yeah. yeah. I think that's so funny. That one is really But good. she's never really felt like, I don't know. She's never really felt like the star of SNL. Even in like the the all-female
0: skits, mm. she's always kind of like an aside person being like,
1: what do you guys think about this one?
0: You're right. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, she's. You're right. She's not one of the one of the mainstays. It feels like she's got too many things on the go. And Chloe Feynman got hired because she's amazing at impressions. There's yeah. no question. I noticed on her Instagram today she's trying out a Phoebe Waller Bridge, which is it's not there yet, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And she's gonna be the host this week. And Taylor Swift. It's a it's a hot Whoa. night. So Taylor Swift will
0: still be in like six sketches.
1: Maybe. She's not good in SNL sketches. She's hosted uh, the show before, and this will be the second time in a row she's just musical guest and not host. Gotcha. Meaning,
0: let's, we tried it out. It well, was kind of she a was man.
1: in the Californians on the 40th, and uh, it was brutal.
0: Yeah. It was brutal.
1: Yeah. Really rough time. But anyway. <laughs> the uh, Joaquin Phoenix thing that's going around today, did you see this? The Kimmel thing? Boy, did you, did you see the clip? I watched... Um, most of it but i just led back to thinking like this all must be a joke. Okay, it's funny you say that because that's what a lot of people are saying and mm-hmm. i'm starting to feel like maybe i'm crazy or incredibly gullible mm-hmm. cuz that's just not what i get from it at all. So here's the thing. There's there's a certain level of um of
0: protection. Yeah. around what's going to end up airing on
1: network television. Right. So we should we should just be clear he's on Kimmel promoting Joker mm-hmm. and they're talking a lot about production and how, even though the movie is quite sinister, it was quite a light set. And Todd Phillips is a blast, even though he kind of said some dumb stuff in the press this week. That's like, beside he, the he was point. teeing it up to, ah, to a level that I was it's just like, not how I felt. It's, okay. and, and so then Kimmel says, funny, you should say that I have these, uh, never before seen outtakes from the set of the Joker. And they cut to this, it's close up on, Joaquin Phoenix in in clown makeup, like really laying into a guy Christian Bale style, not raising his voice, but like, like kind of like twitchy and mumbly mm-hmm. complaining about this guy who's, who's distracting him. And to be fair, I the could, side.
0: couldn't quite hear what was being said because Jen was just vacuuming the The idea is
1: that he's been accused of acting like a diva on set. And right. He, and that's he's, what I figured. And he's like, well, it's not even an insult to be to be a called a diva. Like think of Cher. Cher Cher's like a multi-talented actor, singer, songwriter. (laughs) Right. It's just like the, some of the content of it is kind of suspect, but then they cut back and Jimmy asks him about it. And Joaquin kind of doesn't know what to say. And he says, I'm really embarrassed. I looks like he's like, Oh, whoa. Nobody was supposed to see that. And I, I, I'm sorry to Larry, but also at the same time, like you got to understand, like you're trying to uh, focus on your emotions when you're on set. And like, Everybody on Reddit is like, you're dumb if you think this is real. It's but, totally a rehearsed it, bit. It Remember all, David Letterman?
0: It all came from after him being like, oh, it was super fun, actually. It was like a very
1: light set. Like, yeah. I, but he would be, he might not have self awareness, Joaquin Phoenix. Like, he probably is a pain in the ass to to shoot a movie with. Yeah. Even if he thinks he's having a great time. Mm -hmm. Like he probably is a diva. I have no doubts about that. Yeah.
0: And honestly, maybe the Reddit comments afterwards swayed me. Maybe that wasn't my initial.
1: It's just not how I felt. I watched it not knowing it was coming at all. Mm -hmm. And I like, I remember the weird Casey Affleck documentary and him going on Letterman. And, and that was all, it was all a con, but it wasn't trolling. Like it was for some ultimately failed artistic experiment, right? To mm-hmm. make this documentary about celebrity. And th- this doesn't feel like him playing with the the parameters of celebrity or like making you uncomfortable for the sake of performance. It felt like somebody maybe told him, by the way, we're gonna show this clip and he wasn't listening and he said, okay, fine. Because right. he was playing video games or eating a burrito or something. Mm.
0: Yeah, because it almost seems like doesn't it almost kind of seem like sabotage by by
1: Todd Phillips? Meanwhile, the whole thing is called The Joker. Right. You were going to say that everything gets signed off on, everything is cleared before yeah. it airs on TV. Yeah, 100%. I think that he probably doesn't want to have that meeting. Yeah. With the ABC exec who's like, "Listen, Joaquin, I want to talk about I want to brief you on your on your segment." And he's Could just be. like, "I don't fucking care." I mean,
0: I guess either way we're talking about it. So, if PR is 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 what we're talking about, this is <clears throat> positive publicity it are has you? us more interested in seeing
1: are you really excited for this movie i'm interested it's gonna make a lot of money
0: this weekend am i excited i'm not like hell yeah we're going to the theater yeah. we're gonna see it friday night no i'm not i'm not there it i'll really, probably see it in a couple weeks it
1: really pisses me off that like a lot of incels have already decided that it's like better than heath ledger's joker when there's like there's just no way mm. and yeah also there's a discussion around uh safety against violence at the movie theater because of the joker i've heard that like people are it's pretty problematic
0: to say that well to begin with
1: it is i think it's i think you're doing more harm than good by talking about it mm-hmm. in the news you're just planning ideas and people says i'm not sure that the shooting in the aurora theater during the dark Knight was because it was the joker no i don't think so either <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it had anything to do with the joker no i'm trying to think of like
0: something to compare to that but yeah you don't go to a movie about rebellion yeah and to show your rebellion it's not like you're being like right on joker i'm doing it too right you know that's
1: not the point of the movie well i mean people can be sick and crazy sure but it's not like those sick and crazy people are out there going, "Gee, I wish they would uh I wish they would like option the Joker again so that we could shoot a movie theater up." Like that's that makes no sense right. at all. Yeah. And the other thing is like now they're um they're deploying undercover police officers in movie theaters. Like Aurora, Colorado, you cannot see Joker in Aurora, Colorado. It's not going to be in any theater. Really? Which I kind of get like that community is still shook. I probably always will be. Yeah. But like and I'm not saying this is going to be the case here cuz you're not supposed to have guns here in the states. There's going to be a cop in every Joker screening for 2 weeks. Whoa, it's like a
0: it's like a air flight.
1: Right. So so don't reach for your cell phone mid movie. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, no laser pointers in that theater. No.
0: That's that's crazy.
1: It's sad. And and like it's just not really... I mean, I understand that safety first, but, like, I think talking about it, maybe we're not doing any service here either, but, like, it just isn't a very civilized approach to preventing something that wasn't going to happen. Right.
0: And um, Chuck Klosterman was talking about this a little bit on uh the BS pod today, where he was kind of saying, like... Well, actually, it was more Bill Simmons saying, I don't think it's a positive that, you know people are already talking about how
1: negative this movie can
0: be. It's yeah. like, you know, why can't we just have a movie and people go and watch it and it not be a whole other thing.
1: This is something I talk about on this podcast and I talk about it on, on the star Wars podcast. It's just something I, I believe very strongly in, in general is that a narrative forms around a pop cultural entity. Um, regardless, yeah, mm-hmm. like It's not so much that the machine creates an idea of what an entity is. I think that we do. And social media has made that all the worse. And so, yes, it's toxic that the incel community decided to adopt the Joker as their hero. Mm -hmm. And so that's unfortunate for people who might have like casually liked to see this movie for its artistic merit or lack thereof. Um, But then responsively... Uh, for the lack of a better term, social justice warriors are like, this movie is a symbol of hatred. This, symbol of, this movie is a symbol of anti-feminism and violence.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And a movie being a symbol of violence and being a violent movie do not mean the same thing. And so like, there's going to be protests against this movie as much as there's going to be celebrations of this movie. And like you said, it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a subpar film. Like, it's a good performance. Walking Phoenix, however much of an asshole, is a good actor. And I would have liked to see this movie without all this baggage. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, everything seems to kind of stink of what it's supposed to mean in the greater picture. But do you think this is going to skew your viewing of it? I think you're still going to
0: go in and just sit down and go, you know what? Let's just prepare for a cinematic adventure here. Maybe.
1: Maybe. I don't know. It, I I also worry a little bit about, like, what the public perception of something can do to your objective experience of mm-hmm. it personally. Like Game of Thrones would be very different if it wasn't the biggest show in the world and you just watched it and it was this like little show that could that only you watch. Like right. maybe you would have liked the last episode a lot more.
0: I don't... You think you think I was swayed because of, because of other people's thoughts on it?
1: I think that general discussion around something sways everybody and there's okay. no way around that.
0: I, I will say I was in a position to watch game of thrones the day after and avoided all mm. content, which was very easy for me because we were coming back from a wedding and just driving and then we were kind of watching it honestly like what? yeah like, huh no, no no this is how it ends and then we looked like and we we were like what did you think right like, but he knew that we didn't like it and that's
1: fine mm-hmm. but you are still watching the biggest show in the world, the most talked about show in the world. It's not, it's not like there was still all of this. This is an even bigger issue with star Wars because there's so much speculation Mm -hmm. that people decide not just what they think will be or what they want to be, but what should be Mm -hmm. in this final star Wars or in this next star Wars. And if you do any differently, you didn't just make a bad movie. You ruined my childhood. (laughs) right. And that's just like, it's just not a healthy way to go to go into an Anything? entertainment experience. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, a, it's kind of an obsessive compulsive way of taking in content. Isn't it right? But everything like it has, has to, to
1: be good and everything has to mean something. Right. That said, I mean, I'm sure they want the Joker to mean something. Joaquin Phoenix, especially.
2: hmm
0: I, I'm interested in it. Yeah. I'm interested in it. I'm going to try to not, go too heavy one way or the other but if i watch it and i legitimately just don't like it i don't think it's going to be because there was too much violence or it was no too crass or i just think i'm not gonna i don't even know if i'll be able to contextualize it as i sometimes can't but we'll see we yeah should, no. we should make a point of trying to watch it uh, i want to say this weekend but i don't think i'm going to get out to it
1: you probably will no, I probably no. won't cuz Becky's birthday is on Friday. Oh, yeah. And then on Saturday we're going for our engagement photo shoot. Oh, you're did doing you, an engagement photo. Did you not do one of those? No. No, it came in the package with our photographer. Okay. Um I think a lot of people do like as uh, to have a photo to send out as an invitation if you want. Sure. Um, Especially
0: as like a save the date or or uh, or yeah, a straight up invitation even better.
1: Right. And it's like fall and uh mm-hmm. we've met with the photographer. She's actually a, a indirectly a coworker of Becky's and she's super cool. And nice. so I'm kind of half looking forward to it and half really nervous about it. Cause it's so, so weird to mm-hmm. have your photo taken with you, that degree of
0: intimacy. Now you guys should do like a, a kind of self-aware thing where you're like, there's one of you guys like in like sweatpants on the couch with two of your cats, <laughs> like eating a bag of popcorn or something just kind of like slack jawed. And
1: it's like, Honestly, like a professional photographer could probably make that look kind of cool. Look really cool. Look like yeah. the cover of Entertainment Weekly or something. Yeah. Um that's not happening, but like that that <laughs> Damn is, that is kind of part of my idea of what makes it very unusual and I know everybody does it, but like just the posing it feels like posing. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, we're, we're gonna go to Shuby Park. Yeah, we like Shuby Park. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're gonna like wear like really nice, clean clothes, and we're gonna drink w- a bottle of white wine while oh, we're there. Score. But we don't like white wine. But white wine doesn't stain your teeth like red wine. Oh. And so it's just like it's like it's all a lot of theatrics, and mm-hmm. it's just it's gonna be hard for me to feel really. Do you like gin? <laughs> Yeah, like gin. There yeah. you go. <laughs> well, I suggested to Becky, what if we brought like a growler and drank like light beer out of sure. mason jars? And she says, no, that would make her feel bloated, uh, which I guess is true. Yeah. Then you could just like rub her belly in one of the photos <laughs> and put your face right next. Regardless, it's going to feel kind of unusual, but, it, For sure. but probably will turn out great.
0: For sure. It was kind of a similar thing during like wedding photos. We did our wedding photos right before the wedding. Yeah. But at least you're there with all your friends and stuff too. Mm. And then we actually only took like a few photos of just us which is crazy yeah that's
1: unusual and
0: we meant to take photos right after we got married Hmm. um but we just got caught in the crowd and like completely forgot what the rest of our night was supposed to be and our photographer wasn't really like Hey guys,
1: I need you over here. He
0: was just trying to capture all of the moments yeah. that were happening organically.
1: I, th- I think some wedding itineraries are a little bit more strict, like, okay, now it's five oh five and we gotta go do pictures outside. Sure. And and we to be fair, we didn't um we did not
0: communicate any uh agenda hmm. beforehand. So we were probably like
1: one of the more chill couples he works with. I feel like and I haven't like- seen that many wedding photos from your Your nuptials. I have a a whole Google Drive I can show you if you want. I'd like to see some. Yeah. Yeah. They were good.
0: Fun time. Yeah. It was a great time.
1: (laughs) It was a blast. I'll send a link. Okay. All right. Yeah. Did I tell you, Becky got her dress? No. The dress is in this house. Excellent. And she hung it in that closet over there? Yeah. Which I use for, I don't really use it for recording, but but it's not in
0: like a plastic.
1: well, no, it, it was you in can't a... can't see it, right? No, yeah, you're right. It's in like an opaque dry cleaning sleeve. Shit. Oh. Okay. Uh, and I knew it was here. It's not like I opened the door and there was a wedding dress. Oh my God. But what I this had to, is this? But I had to move it and it felt so wrong just to touch it. Yeah. Just to like move it across the hall, ho- the house. I forgot about the not supposed to even
0: see each other on the same on the wedding day. I thought you it was forgot. like you're not supposed to see her in the dress before... That's true. But we ended up taking pictures before anyway. So That's
1: called a first look. I just learned about this this year. Yeah. It's actually, it's becoming pretty common and it's kind of, it makes a ton of sense to do it. It's finally that wall's been broken down. Like, no, we're not going to, looking at her while she's walking down the aisle for the first time is Mm -hmm. just not feasible. Right.
0: Yeah. Jen said she didn't want a first look. And Mm. then the photographer's like, so she says she doesn't want a first look. I was like, yeah, just get one anyway. Like yeah, the worst we're going to do is not use it, (laughs) not (laughs) like publish it or anything. I think because it's kind of corny it's like oh
1: my god wow yeah
0: yeah it wasn't really yeah it was kind of just like us being like hey right (laughs) that's crazy
1: yeah right yeah so So, kind of that so that's all i have to say about tv shows (laughs) there wasn't a whole lot I eh? I I I, i did my 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 blog plug i did my shipwreck rant yeah we talked about weddings a little bit we sure did very little entertainment news in this week's podcast
0: the good place started last week
1: yes and the third season is now available on netflix for Uh, folks who are, are a season behind have you
0: started watching
1: no you haven't watched the third season no i got a lot of stuff on my plate all of a sudden because we did end up watching unbelievable you're unbelievable oh we have two left surprisingly watchable show with levity
0: yeah, yeah, you mentioned that. So you were big on that. Good show, yeah. Um, I'm trying to watch Succession. Oh, I gotta watch that too. It's on my list. Getting through it. Going great. Yeah. Really liking it. Uh-huh. I was saying not a lot of episodes where I'm like dying laughing or anything, but there's... It's it's kind of like a, a good
1: narrative with a,
0: huh, like I wonder who's gonna be the successor.
1: I... Which is just Game of Thrones, like to a T. Like it's not just a family drama, and every biggest show of the given moment is always a family drama. It's about who gets the throne,
0: right? It's that with no noble characters, right? Okay, not a single noble character.
1: Isn't everybody kind of a rule breaker in Game of Thrones, though? Too,
0: um, everybody's got an ulterior motive. Well, that's the thing. Like
1: everyone's just- bad in succession. No one's redeemable.
0: No, they're all they're all antiheroes. Oh, okay. They are all hateful, but you kind of root for them sometimes, right? But don't really know. They're all kind of like uh, like Lord Baelish or um, uh, what's the other dude's name? The other eunuch. Okay. You know,
1: right? They're like
0: those two guys.
1: I don't think I have gone six hours without seeing a reference to or hearing a reference to Succession. Yeah, you're very switched on to entertainment news, and you've seen a lot of it. In about a week. Like, you really can't turn any corner without eventually seeing somebody talking about how great Succession is. It is very clear to me that it is the next biggest show in the world.
0: I'm starting to see it even used in, like, memes and stuff, which is a big, big moment.
1: Well, speaking of biggest shows in the world, uh, when is um, El Camino, when is the Breaking Bad movie? Is that next week? It's not this coming Friday, but next Friday. It is October, though? Oh, yeah, I think it's like October eleventh. It's soon. oh wow. yeah. I an Irishman is out now in the festivals, but it's not going to be on Netflix for a bit. Is that right? I think so. How do they expect to make any money at the box office? like this is this movie is interesting and in that's doing both? Yeah, that's what's interesting about this movie is they're gonna put it in theaters and it's gonna be at home. Mm. And even for folks like me who like to spend a little money and go to the theater, this movie is three hours and twenty minutes not long. Not a chance. There is no way I'm going it's to a, give you my money to well, go. It's a full day event. Yeah, no way. Yeah,
0: you're that's you're gonna watch even Lord of the Rings. It was kind of like, all right,
1: definitely give me a break. And, and and
0: The Irishman is not going to have the action of Lord of the Rings.
1: No, I, I bet it is good. I have no doubts, and I'm excited to see it. But sure. there's it's very unlikely I won't watch it in two installments.
0: And is this a Scorsese thing?
1: Yep. Okay. It's Scorsese and Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Right.
0: Scorsese and Al Pacino. Was Al Pacino in any Scorsese movies to this point? Goodfellas. Al Pacino?
1: No, I'm thinking of Joe Pesci. Al Pacino? He has to be. I'm thinking Pacino. He was not. Uh, Alexa, was Al Pacino in a Martin Scorsese movie?
0: I know about five Martin Scorsese Al Pacino movies. They are casting by... The Irishman, Brando, the 100 Greatest Movie Stars, and Jonas in the Desert.
1: Well, that answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think that's a thing? Were those movies? I didn't recognize a lot of those movies.
0: <laughs> I'm like, I think she's extrapolating. She's expunging. She's expounding upon something that we're we're not aware of. She's like, she's answering what were the top 100 movies that Pacino might have been in i don't think so man. maybe scorsese like produced some stuff that he was in maybe so but i'm sure that like we know the scorsese movies i think right which one was pacino in um okay let me pull up the imdb sure let's do of it Martin scorsese. this is something
1: that we can afford to do live because i think you're right it's kind of a burning question people I'm, are i'm not a big fan of alexa's voice can i just say that yeah, she's not as soothing as Google. She
0: is certainly. Google's she's
1: got more of a jarring like, uh, uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> and they're gonna have Samuel L. Jackson do a reading for for Alexa, so that like you can talk to Sam Jackson. He'll curse at you a little bit right. too. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, I mean it's it's obvious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how do you spell um, Scorsese? That's that's a bit of a problem here. I'll just look up the Irishman. Martin Scorsese's movies include uh okay he's been a director of 65 things okay. so it's possible al pacino's been in five of them the irishman uh no silence oh, yes vinyl audition i can't read his entire filmography uh hugo remember hugo mm-hmm. his grandchildren movie <laughs> the aviator Nope. gangs of new york the neighborhood nope. i don't know about the neighborhood but bringing out the dead that looks like nope that's nicholas cage i've never heard of most of these things i should say casino he wasn't in that but that was joe pesci and and, and de robert de niro uh the age of innocence is that is that al pacino no it's daniel Day lewis boy this is good radio cape fear did she say cape fear
0: yeah cape fear but that that's that's robert
1: de niro jesus so hard to tell them apart <laughs> except not really uh last temptation of christ uh he directed michael jackson's bad music video i can't be right. all right <laughs> sometimes After. i
0: look through imdb
1: and yeah, you're like no uh,
0: i need a wikipedia like wikipedia right. i find is a little bit more easy to follow
1: new york new york is also robert de niro taxi driver is robert de niro holy crap those two work together a lot uh mean streets is robert de niro it's a little silly guys come on you're a little codependent i think mm-hmm. Uh it's not you, Marie. There's actually not really anything in here that stands out to me as an obvious Al Pacino thing. No, I think this might be the first Al Pacino Scorsese team up. Do we just debunk Alexa?
0: I think so. I don't know what she was talking about though.
1: It's a little weird that Al Pacino and Martin Scorsese aren't aren't more tenured. Well, it seems like yeah cohorts. It, I think it's because you put
0: I obviously he chose team De Niro. Hmm. It seems so. like you're in one camp or the other. Even De Niro and Coppola Pacino. wasn't. Oh, good point. De Niro and Pacino have only been in that movie together, right?
1: Have they been in any other? No. What were they in together? Like ten years ago, they did like an old man movie together, and it was like dark, and and it didn't do that well. Okay. It's not. It's not heat. No. Oh no, it was heat. Yeah, it was heat. There you go.
0: No, that this was in like that was like early nineties though,
1: and I think that did. That's not what I'm thinking of then, but that counts, right? There was another one when I was in high school. They were in a movie together, and I remember thinking, "Well, that has to be good." Mm-hmm. And then I heard somewhere that it wasn't great, and you never watched it. Clearly, was it that like
0: what uh like Whitey Bulger movie or something?
1: Well, no, that's Johnny Depp who was in Whitey Bulger. Okay, yeah, I don't remember what that movie was called. This is Jimmy Hoffa. Al, Al Pacino plays Jimmy Hoffa in this. Oh, okay. In The Irishman, that is <sighs> interesting. You want to talk about shows? Let's talk about shows. Okay, I think it's your turn to. To recap first, okay, great. If I'm not mistaken, right. so which one are you going to pick? I'm gonna go ahead and do Stumptown. Oh, that's great. Right, okay, you recap uh, the first episode of Stumptown, which is Kobe Smolders and I guess Jake Johnson's new show. Yeah, if you want to say he's in it, he's yeah, he's a very uh, tertiary character. An ABC procedural drama starring those two uh, much loved TV stars. Mm-hmm. You can recap the pilot in three, two, one, go.
0: Kobe Smulders plays a character named Dex. She's an Afghanistan veteran. She uh, is down on her luck, losing money, uh, has lost a partner, and she's trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, Is offered the chance at the casino to find the casino owner's daughter, uh, granddaughter, granddaughter, who is also her kind of stepdaughter. She was with her husband before, and he died because he went to Afghanistan to see her. Um and uh she ends up finding them and uh, helping the police. Right. Pretty so, much. Yeah, there's Meanwhile Jake Johnson's setting up a bar and she's like trying to get back into it, and she's like, you know what, I think I'm gonna take the cops up on some of the their Pi suggestions that they'll for some reason. He's not me. just setting up a
1: bar. I think this is the Nick Miller origin story. Like well, it, the, the, it looks like the same goddamn bar as New Girl. One hundred percent. What I said. I was like, "Is are we gonna see Zoe Deschanel as a yeah. producer on is this? this?" Because different this is lighting exact, on the same stage? same set, and just to see him behind any bar is a shame. It looked like it was lit the exact same way. Yeah, it's just it's just kind of a
0: drag. Like, It's I, just a little more serious. Why didn't Jake Johnson become a bigger movie star? I don't know. He only did one movie and then went straight into this. I think this you, is just you, like you a, know why? a regular because, paycheck.
1: Because the studio comedy wilted and the world doesn't need more Jason Sudeikis's. Mm.
0: He needs to be in a Netflix like romantic calm. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the
1: solution. Right. Rom comedy. A rom comedy. <laughs> or a romantic com. A com rom. Yeah. This does not feel like the right thing for him. It feels like a good thing for Kobe Smulders, this show. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, I think, better than what her character was in How I Met Your Mother, which I, wanted to, you, I you wanted really to, didn't like.
1: I wanted to say that in particular. I was talking about the the shortcomings of the creators of How I Met Your Mother in their efforts to draft a strong female character. Right. Didn't do it once in nine years. Yes, um, and, which you've said before. Particularly with the Robin character who Kobe Smulders played, this show really illustrates how much more interesting and charming kobe smulders is yeah she's very winning in this show Mm -hmm. but jake johnson just disappears into the shadows for the few scenes he's actually there right no he's supposed to
0: be the like soft guy there's no conflict of any sort he's just like a conscience maybe are they gonna get together i think that's kind of the idea there's this underlying section i think it's gonna be a will they won't they between him and Maybe the other cop? Because she's also kind of hooking up with the Steph Curry looking cop. Yeah. But I here's what I think. You know in the first episode of like the Mindy project, how she hooked up with Danny and the British uh doctor at the oh, end? Oh yeah. One of them becomes a total joke, which yes. is the British doctor. Like, right. And she never has any interest in him again. The yeah, other
1: is her main love. That's interest. right.
0: Yeah. For the sake of the um of the pilot, they need there to be like a oh, look at she's
1: Something to she, throw you off she your ever, yeah, right, and so it's worth saying she also she was in Afghanistan for five tours with mm-hmm. with this um this gal her name's is, is it Lana or Lainey or Lexi or something like that, which gal was that uh, the 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 teenager, oh okay, right, Nini or yeah. nona or something um her dad was N- Nina Nina, yeah. Was was Kobe Smulder's either ex-boyfriend or husband yes. or whatever, and they were and he died overseas. Mm-hmm. And so now she's just kind of like a lonely person. She's she's your typical renegade cop who's great at her job and has a crappy Mustang. Right. Like yeah. that's that's been done a few times. Yeah. Um and the the Nina has a boyfriend who wants to marry her. Right. But- and and so then Kobe Smulders just like, well, I have a diamond ring because my uh, the love of my life died. You can have it. Yeah, that was the go. weirdest thing ever. And then uh, we find out that Michael, the boyfriend of the the teenage girl of Nina, is working with the bad guys. It was a setup, and then they kidnap Kobe Smulders to get like ransom money and put her in the trunk of the car. Which is when we then realize that the opening scene where she breaks out of the trunk of, trunk of a car mm-hmm. is actually a flash forward. And I thought that was good. Uh, that yeah. twist caught me by surprise. Right. That, um, I thought that was a little, uh, that was about as
0: Deadpool-y as you can get. It was a little crazy. You know, where they're flying through the air while they're singing Sweet Caroline. Right. And it's almost like a, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, freeze frame. It kind of freezes on the stump tail.
1: Well, and it seems like at least in the pilot, if not the whole series, their gimmick is going to be, violent action sequence set to cheesy seventies pop song. Mm-hmm. And so it was sweet Caroline and then don't go breaking my heart. Right. And then, uh, uh, So, um, da, 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 that song, love train that song. Oh yeah. Right. Um, and my only thought about that was though it's cute and they do the same thing in Deadpool, by mm-hmm. the way, angel in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's cute, but a decent soundtrack is not a personality. It's, no. You can't make your thing better just because the songs are like, right. oh, all right, it worked it's, for Guardians of the Galaxy. I was going to say, it's that, really
0: leaning into the guard, Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a good script. Too. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think they're going to continue to use songs like that. I don't think they can afford the oh, licensing. That get expensive, yeah. yeah.
1: Although it's an ABC procedural drama. like They have more money than mm-hmm. Netflix shows have in many cases. Yeah. But I think there be, there comes an issue once they transfer the rights. Like if
0: that goes to Netflix... Oh, that's true doesn't the music have to change i don't know of a lot of cases where that's been an issue i know or maybe it would go to the disney platform because it's abc that's
1: possible i i know one of the reasons malcolm in the middle is hard to find streaming or on dvd or in box sets or anywhere Mm -hmm. is because they use all these like obscure bands that i don't know of the legal logistics around it but it's very hard to distribute that show because of the soundtracks right because they're going to try to play Weetus in like the first
0: episode. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: wish they played "Weedus." <laughs> they probably do. "Weedus" is a great ex- Teenage Dirtbag is a great example of a song that it was on Big Shiny Tunes 5, which was maybe the first CD I owned. Uh, I was Big Shiny Tunes too. Um like number 2. Yeah. Um and I, I don't think I liked it then. I liked it more than some, but I wouldn't listen to it. It was like Makes No Difference, Some 41, American Psycho, Travel Charger, nice. Bent, Matchbox 20. Right. Uh, there was maybe Kryptonite, okay. Three Doors Down, was on there. And Adam's song, Blink-182. Ooh, so sad. It was a really, really good compilation, but sure. also Teenage You probably Door had peg. some Limp Biscuit on there. Definitely, but I didn't like Limp Biscuit, so no, I don't... of course not. I don't
0: remember what song it was. There was, um, on Big Shiny Tunes 2, famously... Blur Song Two. Okay. Drinking in LA, Brand Van, three grand. Right. Um, you had uh I think Beastie Boys were on there. You had Third Eye Blind. Oh yeah. Um Semi Charm Life. Yeah.
1: That's uh, a very poppy song for
0: Big Shiny tunes. Yeah, I mean there was there were poppy songs. I think Smash Mouth might have been on there.
1: Yeah. I mean like Walking on the Sun. Matchbox Twenty, what am I talking about? Like right? these are <laughs> yeah, these are like, pop bands. Yeah. And so like Weed as Teenage Dirtbag, like I I don't know if I thought it was. I think I went through a phase where I was like, oh, that song is so lame and, and weird. And and then as an older man, if I listen to that song, which has not been many times, but like occasionally I've heard that song and like that song could make me cry if I tried hard enough. You know what's that funny? That is a beautiful song. Is that, that is
0: like the theme song of this uh, podcast called Failing Upwards. Okay. And it's like a current men's fashion podcast, but nice. they're they're into like, you know, wearing like just weird, like baggy Patagonia shorts. And it's not, <laughs> it's not super high, but they're not like, Hey, have you seen the new, like Givenchy? It's not like that at all. It's right. like, Oh man, I'm finding these old used seed shirts at thrift stores. Okay. And that's like kind of the vibe that I want to take. It's and, a thrift boys podcast. A little bit. I love that idea. But, but they're both like, like everyone on the podcast is, is kind of well known for, you know, being bloggers and, and having a personal style and having a personal style. And they're almost cultivating their own personal style through the podcast. But that is the opening theme song. And this week they got the lead singer, yeah, on the podcast, nice. and they're just like jamming out live. Well, that guy it. had
1: a weird look. I think even he for does. the late nineties, like bucket hat and
0: weird tinted like glasses. Totally. Even now he's wearing like like pants that are
1: kind of clam diggers. No, sure. Like, and yeah, yeah, you know Adam Platform Duritz. Shoes. I think Adam Duritz shaved off his his dreadlocks about a month ago. Did he? Well, he did, and it was a bit of a thing, but. I always kinda of thought maybe that was like long gone anyway. Yeah. Like I've long had a theory that Slash's hair comes off now too. Right. <laughs> and like it's just attached to the to the, the, top the, the top hat. The bandana and right. the top hat yeah. and the aviators. And he's like a lanky older guy at the grocery store who you'd never recognize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy who like
0: you see downtown and you're like, uh, do I give him change or do I <laughs> Yeah.
1: Now I think Adam Duritz's face is a little bit more recognizable, so Maybe he wouldn't be able to pull that off. Right. Are you Adam Duritz? Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm just going to start asking people. Around here, I'm just Adam. (laughs) He winks at you? (laughs) (laughs) No, call me Mr. Jones. Uh, They must have been on the Big Shiny Tunes circuit. Oh, 100%. Hey,
0: did you know, uh, just a quick little fact here. Did you ever realize that like the Now albums and the, um, I'm trying to think of like,
1: there was like Other. a there was like a dance sister album to mm-hmm. the Big Shiny Tunes. They were produced by Much Music, weren't they? Well, th- those were produced by Much Music, but yeah. like Now Hits Volume yeah. One. Now that's what I call
0: music. Yeah, those are all label specific. Okay, so like all no universal artists, <laughs> yeah, or all Sony oh, man, artists. Isn't that's that crazy? A bummer. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's a drag. I learned that from one of our bosses, like, like um, <sighs> probably a year ago. But I walked in. I was like, "Oh, now twenty-seven. Like they're still making these." He's like, "Oh yeah, this label rep dropped it off." And I was like, "Are you telling me that all of the artists on this are from one label?" And he's like, "Yeah, no, that's."
1: And now that you say it, it makes such perfect sense. They are. They legally couldn't be anything else. No, but that does ruin it a little bit, doesn't it? And I always wondered.
0: I was like, "How is like." How are the Spice Girls not on this album? Well, right. You're giving the
1: biggest hits of 2019 and you don't have them? It's 18 big hits and also two bands this label's really pushing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes so much more sense. But yeah, you're right. You just did the innocence of a younger person or the industry of a non-industry person. The innocence where you just like, you look at an album and you're like, now this is what I call music. <laughs> and you don't You don't think about the... It's underneath there's a little tab. It's like, do you agree? <laughs>
0: Do you call this music? Now, is this what you call music? <laughs> if yes, pick it up. Try it on.
1: <laughs> Put on these headphones and listen. Well, that's a real um, ball buster. Mm-hmm. Because it's like Netflix. It's it's like Disney Plus and Netflix, like yeah. having to have like some kind of legal propriety on, on IP. It's exactly the same for the music that's right.
0: industry. That's right.
1: I'm happy I could come here and blow your mind. Thanks for ruining my childhood.
0: <laughs> You'll get over it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm over it. I
0: was going to say.
1: I don't think I had anything else to say about uh, about Stumptown or Weedus. Do you give it your ass? Uh, no, no, no. I thought it was such a cookie cutter, contrived, show. yeah, so contrived. Mm-hmm. And I'm also really tired of the um, pretty boy teenager is actually a crime demon cliche. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. Twenty One Jump Street made fun of that ten years ago. Right.
0: You know what? I'm I'm gonna give it my ass. Okay. And I it might be because of the amount of uh, shit cop content that i need to take in uh at having jen watch ncis around me okay and just like watching that and that being a number one show this felt fresher than NCIS. for NCAA. god's sake it felt <laughs> way fresher at least like it was a cool thing for kobe smulders to be doing i'm all on for uh jake johnson i hope he makes sticks, this a more interesting
1: yeah Yeah, me too. I hope he sticks the landing. That's a good way of putting it. I hope he sticks the landing. She's fine. Like, she's Mm -hmm. in Marvel. shes I don't know how many S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes she did, but like she's been in, like, I don't know, probably six or seven MCU movies, Mm -hmm. and she's got that nine years on a network sitcom money. Right. So I'm not worried about her. Plus, she seems to always kind of be doing fine. She's... Was now was her brother
0: the the guy in the peanut butter falcon or is that a different person? I haven't seen the peanut. Oh falcon. no, Becky said the same thing. Okay. No, it's not. No. Okay, right no. on. Yeah, I, I'm not. I hope we get more of a story on that too, because it just seemed like. I
1: mean, it's an interesting, it, it, totally. kind of exploration. I'm, I'm sure. happy that, they, that she, they. her brother is uh, lives with her, and he has Down syndrome, and right. he yeah, he seems kind of like the kind of like the light in her life, really.
0: Yeah, like yeah, it's almost like that's what she has to come home for and and like not what she has to come
1: home for but like you know this is who
0: she's providing for right it's why she can't just be an alcoholic
1: okay well you're gonna give it your ass i'm not i think that's the first time in a while that's happened Mm -hmm. let's talk about the politician okay uh put me on the clock this is uh ryan murphy's new show starring ben platt and a bunch of people uh premiered on netflix last friday Mm -hmm. i'll recap the pilot episode which was like six or seven hours long, so it might be really tough to put it in sixty in 30 seconds. But. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I kept pausing it to I be like, 40 minutes yeah, left? I, I was like, did I look away and a new episode started? Because yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe what was going no, on. I found... Okay, I'll, we'll talk about it. But All right, okay. We're going to start in three,
0: two, one,
1: go. Ever since he was a very little boy, Peyton knew he wanted to be the president of the United States and every decision he's made up until now, his high school career has been uh, in service of that goal, including wanting to be president of the student body. His main opponent in the race was his uh, Mandarin tutor, very handsome 45-year-old high school student, who uh, is also secretly gay and in the closet. When that guy shoots himself in the face in front of Peyton, uh, they have to figure out how they're going to spin that into political dominance in the high school.
0: Yes. Well done.
1: They have to. It looked very much like this other boy. What was his name? Uh, I don't know. Uh, a, McDreamy. It, yeah, he had like a river. His name was River. River.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was unnecessary. It was so. His name did not talk have about contrived. River. Yeah. Oh
1: my god. Yeah. Um. It. Uh, he was going to win the election, which of course was going to ruin Peyton's life, and uh, and and so they they figure he's just going to win the election by default after river Mm -hmm. uh kills himself and then uh river's girlfriend who's lucy boynton from bohemian rhapsody um she decides to run uh in honor of river against peyton and their mortal enemies and so obviously mania ensues and it's most worth noting that this is a Ryan Murphy show and not just Ryan Murphy, but the two creators of the show mm-hmm. are the two creators of Glee. Right. And this show is just fucking Glee. It's just missing the la 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 yeah. la la. <laughs> Between. <laughs> That's perfect by the way. Thanks. Uh it's just Glee uh with R-rated content. Yeah. And also, like wanting to, they just watched the Royal Tannenbaums twice. I was gonna say
0: we were we were talking about that. I was even gonna say, um, oh, what's the other uh, Wes Anderson movie? The earlier one, um, Rushmore. Rushmore. Yeah, you know, because he's kind of trying to assert dominance yeah. in a he's, school. He's
1: Rushmore meets Tracy Flick meets Rachel from Glee. Right. He's like he's a sociopath. He's yes. like not a likable person at all, no. and his girlfriend. Looks exactly like Margot Tenenbaum. Right. Which is particularly funny because his mother is Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Who actually I thought was pretty good. I thought that she was the best part of the show. She wasn't mad. It's been a while since I've seen Gwyneth Paltrow in anything and mm-hmm. she was like really in it. Yeah. Uh, I found the trigger warning interesting. Remember the trigger warning at the first part of the show? Yeah, you're right. I I I
0: kind of glazed over that at i have it saved let me
1: let me read it out because it's we've seen these things in like uh what's the school shooting show the oh 13 reasons 13 why. reasons why we've, we've seen them there we've seen it in a couple of places like just so you know this might even even uh some animated movie i saw recently toy story toy story 4 is a trigger warning <laughs> what yeah for epilepsy Because it's got, like, some weird flickering light sequence. Okay, well, that's a legitimate trigger. No, I get it. I think that these trigger warnings are great, but you've never heard one like this before. This is how the series opens. The Politician is a comedy about moxie, ambition, and getting what you want at all costs. But for those who struggle with their mental health, some elements may be disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. And we find it, of course, that's because, like, the screen cuts black and we hear a gunshot, and then the first thing we see is Peyton's face with blood splatter on it. Mm -hmm. Because River has killed himself. Can we get... um, can we get
0: Becky to read that exact excerpt at the beginning of this
1: podcast? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, great. Okay, yeah. Um and and so he uh yeah, but there's not really any like preamble to why he would kill himself. We know he's living in the closet and yeah. he did talk a little bit in his campaign speech about how he had previously tried to do it before, and but felt he's, numb and just... He's like a comfortable person. Yeah. And is he a good person? I don't know. Yeah, we're not really sure. And then just to put the cherry on the Glee Sunday yeah. at the memorial assembly for River. Oh, yeah. Peyton gets up and sings River yes. by Joni Mitchell. Yes. Which is just an excuse to have Ben Platt sing. Yep. I don't even think this character Peyton would sing. Like, he he wouldn't be vulnerable through a ballad in front of his student body well
0: i don't think that he would think that he was vulnerable like he's taken singing lessons or was in the choir for years or something that that's like you know it's like him taking mandarin like he's become
1: um proficient but but in order to be a good uh songster Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be a a great performer especially with like an emotional song like river you have to be vulnerable right now you could argue that that was just part of his strategy. That, move, that yeah, was his like, political move. And we do know that he can fake emotions because when he goes over to Zoe Deutsch's house, right. he completely puts on, by the way, a really ugly cry. That was a hell of a fake cry. Right. Yeah. It looked like he was actually breaking down. That's and I a, was
0: kind of wondering if he really was, maybe they're supposed to be
1: trying to, I think make he does. Guess I or, think he does something to that effect in dear Evan Hansen that like, yeah. I, I've heard a lot of people ask him like, how do you do that every night? Right. Um, that's the other story: is that he enlists Zoe Deutsch to be his vice president because mm-hmm. she's like the kind of like unusual girl at school who also is uh, presumably terminally ill, right? Um, and her mother is Jessica Lang from the Ryan Murphy family, grandmother, who, grandmother who is uh, using granddaughter's illness to like uh, commit scams, right? Basically, and then we're kind of it's kind of implied to us towards the end of the episode that maybe Zoe Deutsch isn't even sick and that's all part of the scam right
0: can't they just make a? I guess it has to be a high school show i guess maybe it's more interesting that it's a high school show but you could make this a real like politics show where two of the people debating each other are actually
1: in love with each other i like that or and it doesn't have to be like um david fincher's house of cards you know like it, no. it could still you could still be like they could be running for mayor right or something like something that's a little bit more accessible and believable because yeah. you're right like it's they're just leaning so hard into that's they, the thing. Is like, they're proud that their high school students are thirty five right. years old.
0: This is like it's House of Cards, but in high school, and the students are all thirty five.
1: Well, and similarly to Glee, you can tell that these creators don't have a good grasp, or at least they don't care at all mm-hmm. about creating a fictional universe that resembles real life. And right. that and that's fine mm-hmm. if you're if you're honest about that. But like in Glee. And I'm sorry to continue making that comparison, but it's just so prominent. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Uh, There was this idea that like glee mattered. Right. And it just doesn't matter anywhere. No. And the same can be said for the high school election. Like nobody fucking cares. That's right. Nobody cares at all. Mm -hmm. But I do remember in our high school, there was a gal who ran for, for student body president. I don't remember if she won, but I very clearly remember she had like her speech on a piece of loose leaf. And she got up to the podium and she's like, I wrote a speech, but I'm not going to read that. Did and, she and then crinkle she, it up and she, throw it over her shoulder? She crinkled it up and she threw it out. And it was like the theatrics of it in hindsight now, like, oh, what a phony. Wow. She should have just like <laughs> you knew all along. doves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you knew all along you were going to throw out that blank piece of paper. Oh,
0: God, come on. Um, So what did you think of it?
1: <laughs> I think I hated it just enough to watch it again. Did you? <laughs> okay.
0: I was gonna, There's no chance I would ever watch
1: another. Which episode. I get, but you know how I have this tendency to watch stuff that I, I don't know. I, that I know I isn't know, good. But
0: nothing about it even really felt like a guilty watch for me. It was just I, just, I thought
1: like, I thought that it was borderline problematic. Like I thought yeah. it was like kind of kind of not on like that show where the girl is uh kind of overweight and then she gets hot because that's the right thing to do. Remember how that premise was incredibly offensive? Right. What was it called? Insatiable. Insatiable. It kind of reminded me of that show. Right. It's better than that. That was really bad. Really bad. It had more more financial backing, I think.
0: And this has a little bit more, you know, a little bit more character to it. All of the, like, high school students have, like, Glee, like, they've got a thing. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, they're this uh, archetype. Right. Which I'm
0: like, "Eh, I kind of like it. I kind of like that part of it um did you at any point ask yourself is this the school from she's all that
1: no i didn't because i asked i was like do you think this is a school from she's all that i don't and Jen know goes, if i know she's all that 100 it is i don't i don't know if i know that but it does remind me a little bit of the 10 things i hate about you high school which is also very outdoors in california yeah. okay maybe
0: it was 10 things i hate about you but and I, you should definitely watch she's all that i guess i should you'd love it is tom hanks in it no, Freddie Prince Jr. is close, and it's where Sixpence None the Richer got their big break. Ah, oh, kiss me. Yeah, that's great. It was, and you saw not another teen movie, right? Mm. It, it's the whole scene where he takes off her glasses and puts down her hair. Right? Like, Whoa, you're beautiful. Right. That, that I mean, that's a cliche. Yeah. Yeah, that's a classic. It's, it's Evan Rachel Wood in the movie. Yeah. Who's like, I'm such a dork. Okay. And then he's like, Wait a second, let's just. Take these overalls off you, and but it's played earnestly, and she's all that. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it's all like it's all kind of a prank at the beginning, but then he falls in love with her, and gotcha. Yeah.
1: So uh, Ben Platt, who's in this show, Mm -hmm. and Beanie Feldstein, you know who she is. Yeah, they're I guess best pals in real life. Okay, Uh, they are big fans of the musical "Merrily We Roll Along." Say it again. It's called Merrily We Roll Along. Merrily We Roll Along. Okay. Uh, director Richard Linklater is also a fan. Uh, do you remember his most ambitious movie, Boyhood? Yeah, which okay. took twelve years to make. Okay. So, the plotline of Merrily We Roll Along takes place over twenty years. Okay. Can you fill in the blanks? He's going to do a twenty-year movie. He's started work on a twenty <laughs> on a twenty-year movie. Did <laughs> we? Did st- we do it? Starring Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein which they will film for 20 years. Oh, my and God. And it's a musical. That is incredible. Can yep. we do,
0: um, when I'm 50 and you're like 47, mm-hmm. can we get back back here in this room. Yep. We'll buy the house again okay. if you're not here. Right. And uh, we'll crack out the mics. Throw on the cans. <laughs> we'll get the little levitating um, thing that is will be what we're recording into. Right. And we'll send it out to the world. And we'll just
1: talk about how this was crazy then, and it it's still crazy. Be like, hey, we talked about doing this. I'm not gonna. And I'm not gonna. Later, I'm not gonna disparage it. Like, no, hell insanely no. Insanely ambitious. What a thing to do. And no one else is doing this stuff. Like the patience that requires. Yeah. The and cast is gonna change
0: along the way. It's People also are just gonna, gonna
1: die. look really cool. Like, yeah. like that's just a pretty cool thing to see. And I loved Boyhood.
0: And it's probably not that much to do
1: no no i think in the grand
0: scheme of things it's probably like he was asked a question about five percent of his life over like exactly well
1: especially each individual shoot right so he was asked about it on when was promoting this show uh and he's like oh yeah we already shot this year's we uh, we, i think it probably takes like a week to do ben platt bernie feldstein be- Beanie Feltstein. Beanie yeah. felt <laughs> Bern- Bernard I felt will not. <laughs> I won't let them spend one nickel. <laughs> We're going to take 20 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Regis, but <laughs> same thing. The <But> Donald.
0: <laughs> um, so it's those three. Yeah. Anyone else?
1: Well, for sure. <laughs> <That's> just three <laughs> That's so ambitious. <laughs> Just three person collaboration for twenty birds. years. That's how you go insane. Yeah, I'm good. Wow. I'm going though. So they did year one. I I don't think it takes place. I don't think it's twenty acts. So they're not for the act. record. I th- I think like it flashes for like they might not do any more for like three or four years. Right. That's so crazy. Yeah.
0: Shit can happen. Mm-hmm. What sort of contract do you think they signed? That's like, all right, we need to. Make sure that you don't gain like two hundred pounds, and you I, don't, know, I, you. I think it's a goofy
1: musical. If you gain two hundred pounds, you gain two hundred pounds. Have you seen *Merrily We Roll?* No, on? I don't know anything about it. I, neither do. I it sounds goofy. Yeah, it's a goofy title. It takes place over twenty years. I mean, between episodes four and five of *Star Wars*, Mark Hamill was in an accident and he had like permanent scarring on his face. That's true. And so that's why they had to create this uh, this Wampa sequence at the beginning of *Empire Strikes Back* so to explain why he has scars on his face. And so, I don't know, maybe you rewrite Merrily We Roll Along if somebody gets scars on their face or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. What if they die? Then we have a real problem. That's when we have a real then problem. Then we have a bridge to cross. <laughs> okay. We'll burn that bridge when we get there. Okay. <laughs> Will Smith has released a Fresh Prince inspired clothing line. Okay. Um. Yeah, that would take off right now.
0: They say you basically need to wait like 20 years. Right. He was probably planning it when he was doing Fresh Prince. Probably it's so. It's like, you know what? I'm going to wait 20 years. Well,
1: and s- some line. of those extreme looks are starting to be kind of in vogue again. Did you see the um, the musical sketch with Kyle Mooney? No. Oh, this week? Yeah. I haven't seen that yet.
0: Oh, he does this whole thing about like... It's like his dad in the early '90s, and it's Woody Harrelson. He's got this massive cell phone. And he's like, "Hey, Dad, I just want to talk to you." And it's basically like Fresh Prince style, but okay. it's all about him being like shut out by his dad because he's always on his phone. Oh, <laughs> and it's like kind of sad. But really funny the way that he's rapping. Him All of Kyle, Kyle Moody is,
1: is a little sad. Yes. Yeah. Every now and then I come around on him, but I think that's probably his, his best lane is when he's a little melancholic. Right. And, and this is definitely a
0: bit of that, which not makes
1: a, it funnier. Not a good WTF guest. No? He's really not interested in being there, which is like, if you want to be a successful comedian, you got to do that podcast, dude. Yeah. You have no choice. And you got to pretend to be interested at least. Yeah, that's right. I thought he was really funny when he was on Comedy
0: Bang Bang okay he did like a whole skit thing he did a couple songs like well he got to be perfect in, he got his, to be in character yeah
1: right yeah right i feel like i talked over you a lot on this podcast i don't think so well <laughs> but you might have you're like agree to disagree
0: right i talked over you asshole right i think so okay no worries you had some cool facts man you came in hey listen the whole titanic thing you came in with the titanic thing Yep. Yeah. We finish strong with the merrily we roll along. Oh, really strong. That's that's a good, <laughs> good take. You gave a solid Will Smith fact. Yeah, but we didn't really talk about it very much. You're right. Okay, so the Will Smith fact. He's releasing a fashion line. Do you think it's going to be like green and purple t-shirts, like striped t-shirts? Yeah, probably. Like neon stuff? Or just like like sideways baseball hat. It has to be said no matter what way you put it on your head, yeah. it just automatically yeah. goes sideways. I'm going to try it's and weighted. wear it straight forward.
1: <laughs> it just weights to the side. <laughs> yeah. You can't control this hat. Uh, like it's a ball bearing. Fresh Prince style. I like that. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's a deception. Do you think um, uh,
0: Alfonso Ribeiro is going to try to release like a Carlton line of sweater vests and stuff?
1: I mean, that's surely already happened because he has not been busy enough no. to not have already done that. You're right. I want Carlton to be like one of the main
0: investors in like Beats by Dre or something. I want him to be the one who's like, you
1: might not know, but he's actually a billionaire. It's so nice for you to want such good things for Afonso Ribeiro. Yeah, why not? No, I I mean, I don't want bad things for him. We don't have a negative strike against him. He seems like a lovely person anytime he's on TV. Yeah, no, I don't want anything bad for him. I want to be perfectly clear about that. (laughs) You don't wish him ill, do you? Did you hear what happened to Alfonso Ribeiro? (laughs) Weirdest thing is I just heard this podcast. (laughs) And he was kind of like hoping for his demise. (laughs) This is not going to age too well when we come back in 20 years to talk about Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, my God. That's going to be like, okay,
0: the first half of the episode is clearly dedicated to Merrily We Roll Along. Second... We got to talk
1: about Alfonso. You know what's cool about this podcast is that we've talked about what's to happen 20 years from now now twice because Merrily We Roll Along is going to come out in 20 years uh-huh. and the Titanic will officially be gone in 20
2: years. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah.
1: It'll be it's like, almost like the universe is, sp- re- is replacing the <laughs> Titanic with Merrily We Roll you, <laughs> Along. You want to take that scuba diving mission we've talked so much about? <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this up. Never All trust right. Will Smith because of the weighted ball cap thing. That's right. Okay. He's probably rigging it. Uh, what a creep. <laughs> <laughs>